you miss pizza because it's not a part of your low-carb lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Real Good Pizza Company. Go to realgoodpizzaco.com and you'll see they have grain-free, gluten-free pizzas that are frozen, 25 grams of protein, 4 grams of carbohydrates, and lots and lots of healthy fats. They only use real food ingredients, almost no carbs, and it's perfect for any low-carb and ketogenic lifestyle. The crust is made from all-natural Parmesan and chicken. The chicken is antibiotic-free and hormone-free. The tomatoes in the sauce and the vegetables in the Supreme are non-GMO, and the cheese is locally sourced and all-natural as well. It's healthy, guilt-free pizza that actually tastes like a pizza. Again, it's called Real Good Pizza. Head on over to realgoodpizzaco.com and be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off your order as well as free shipping. Real good pizza. Are you a fan of wine but hate the high sugar content in most wines? Then allow me to introduce you to Dry Farm Wines. Visit their website dryfarmwines.com and you'll find a keto-friendly, sugar-free, carb-free, all-natural, organic, and additive-free wine. It's also low alcohol for good health and it has no negative impact on your ketone levels. Again, they're called Dry Farm Wines. Check them out, Dry Farm Wines. Coming up in episode 1219, Julia Shopik. Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and internet best-selling author you're like the ll cool j of podcast jimmy moore hey hey guys we're back here on the living la vida low carb show with jimmy moore and today i'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a lady by the name of julia Shopik. she is the creator of the award-winning blog it's called honestmedicine.com she's also a published writer and public relations consultant for more than 20 years. The name of her book I want you to know about, and we're going to talk about here today, Honest Medicine, Effective, Time-Tested, Inexpensive Treatments for Life-Threatening Diseases. Julia, welcome to the show. Jimmy, it's so wonderful to be on the show. I'm so glad to be with you today. Well, I'm glad that we were put in touch by a mutual fan and uh, I'm just so excited to talk about this because this is kind of a theme song I've talked about for many years is we seem to be ignoring a lot of the inexpensive, easy to implement uh, strategies for preventing and treating disease and yet they're totally being ignored. So very excited to talk to you about your book. But before we get into the book itself, Tell us your story, because you have a personal story that ties directly into the theme of your book. It really does. Thank you for asking. Um, to, I want to start, Jimmy, by saying very briefly that I never, ever wanted to become a patient advocate or write a book. 
because my dad was a doctor who said, you're going to love this, Jimmy, stay away from doctors. That was- <laughs> <laughs> I love that doctor already. You know what? He he was a doctor in the, quote, good old days yeah. of medicine. And in the, quote, good old days, he said, you know what? They're just about money. You know, so, yeah. so I got indoctrinated or taught, whichever way you want to say, educated very early to stay away. But then in 1990, we had just been married for five years. My husband was 40 years old, and he had a grand mal seizure, which led to his being diagnosed with an astrocytoma 3, which is a very serious cancerous brain tumor. And, uh, you know, I, I am embarrassed to tell you that for the first few years, uh, I just, you know, we just followed doctor's orders. And we were very lucky nonetheless because uh, he was not given a, a huge, wonderful prognosis. You know, he was given like three years, but he out, he was outliving his prognosis and he was doing very well. And then he started experiencing every side effect from the, med, from the treatments, especially from the radiation. I don't know if your listeners know, but radiation to the brain can cause what's called a radiation-caused stroke. Mm. It can cause all sorts of things like hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. So they were constantly going in, you know, and putting in a shunt and taking out the shunt. And, you know, it was horrible. So finally, da-da, you know, my dad's voice. My dad had already been gone for several years, but his voice came at me, you better watch out. And I started researching to beat the band. And what I found were wonderful treatments that indeed prolonged his life. He lived ended up living 15 years instead of instead of three, you know, wow. 18 months to three years. Yes. A lot of those uh, treatments I found were nutritional. Um, we found a nutritionist named Dr. Jean Wallace. I call her a medical encyclopedia with heart because she really, really knew, you know, exactly what supplements, how to change the diet. Then I told you I've been researching. I found out about that cancer cells love sugar. So mm-hmm. that led me to the ketogenic diet and to Jim Abrams. And, at the Charlie uh, Foundation, yep. The, exactly, at the Charlie Foundation. And we began to really modify his diet. To be honest with you, Jimmy, he was not happy about the no sugar rule. You know? <laughs> Who is? <laughs> well, you know what? He really wasn't. He was yeah. like, you know, you know you've taken away. All, anyway, he, he knew, you know, he, he joked about it, but he, he was very appreciative that he was feeling better and what I found out was that his doctors they were happy to say he was their star patient but they did not want to say they did not they were not curious about what it was that was making him live this long. They, yeah. they just, one time, you'll love this, Jimmy, he even tried to tell one of his doctors, his main, uh, his main uh, neuro, neurosurgeon, he said, you know, I'm on a lot of supplements. And do you know what the, what the surgeon said? He they said, next, he said, no, he goes, next question. <laughs> wow. But then in 2000, 2001, he had a recurrence of the tumor. And that was the time that I really got my aha moment because his suture line would not heal. 
and mainly because of the radiation from years earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, radiation makes the skin so fragile. And so I began looking, you know, they kept doing more and more surgeries. They did a uh, they did a total of eight additional surgeries in a vain attempt to find two pieces of skin that would hold together. Nothing worked until through an integrative doctor in here in Oak Park, Illinois, I found a product called Silver Lawn. And it is pieces of material, FDA approved, by the way, for all non-healing wounds, pieces of material impregnated with silver ions that is FDA approved for, as I said, all non-healing wounds. Don't ask me how I got permission to put it on his head. I do tell the story in my book, In Honest Medicine. Yeah. But it was it was quite a, a wonderful, dramatic story. I got permission. We put it on his head. And his suture line started healing overnight for the first time after eight surgeries. And I thought his doctors would be over the moon with excitement. You know, something new to tell their new patients, their other patients about. Because believe me, this is a, a terrible thing that happens to a lot of brain tumor patients, especially if they've had radiation previously. And what I found was that his doctors not only weren't interested, they didn't believe it was the silver lawn. Right. One doctor came up to me and he goes, we've been thinking, always a bad sign. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I said, well, what, what, what do you mean? He said, well, we don't think it was the silver lawn or whatever that was that you found. What did they think? That worked. Oh, are you ready for this? Yeah. I, I was curious, you know, stupid me. I was very curious, you know. And the doctor said, we think it was the vancomycin. That's the IV antibiotic he had been on for six weeks. Hmm. I said, but he's been on it for six weeks. Still puzzled, you know. And the doctor said, yeah, vancomycin is like that. It kicks in. Hmm. I was stunned. Wow. And. That was my moment. I hope your listeners don't mind this long story. It was it was a painful one, but I think fairly interesting as to how I realized that I had to educate people about inexpensive treatments. But in a way, you weren't stunned, were you, Julia, at that point, because you had seen kind of the seedy underbelly of conventional medicine and how they just want to turn a, a blind eye to things that they know work, but unfortunately, they don't want it to get out there it seems like you know what i guess i know this sounds crazy jimmy but even though i was brought up and if if your listeners want i'm happy to send them an article that i wrote for my website for honest medicine about my dad it's it's you know about his suspicions about the medical profession Mm -hmm. even with all that and even with this so far this was 10 years after the, you know, and we had, I, I, I had been given the message over and over that they weren't interested. When I heard that line, I was stunned. Mm. And I know that sounds crazy. You're probably saying, what a naive woman, you know, but I still, I was, I, I was not happy to hear that, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I can tell you from my own personal experience, uh, going ketogenic for weight loss and health changes, uh, I certainly wasn't not in any danger uh, of anything life threatening, at least at the time when I started. It's made me so skeptical of literally everything I hear when it comes to health that I do my own investigation. I'm another one just like you 
who's an empowered patient trying to stand up on behalf of patients and say, hey, look, there's a better way that we're not hearing about. And so I'm, I'm very happy to hear. I'm sad to hear that it took this experience for you to get there, but I'm happy to hear that you're on that side of things trying to educate other patients as well. Yeah, thank you. You know, but you know what? I was like, my oh, this is funny. Um, my mother, who, by the way, is almost 100 years old now, yeah. uh, taking almost no pharmaceuticals. But at that point, she goes, oh, Julia, your your story is so is so interesting. This should be the basis of your book. And mm-hmm. I said, run the story by a bunch of your friends. We'll see if they will believe it. Yeah. You know, that. <laughs> And she came back and she says, they don't believe it, you know, <laughs> that the doctors. W- <laughs> so she said, you were right. I was wrong. So but I knew that if I put together several treatments that doctors don't know about. But I I, I set the bar so high about the treatments, you know, that I found but they had to. I'm do, sorry. Go do on. they do they really not know about it? I mean, I'm I'm looking through the four, and we'll talk about them in, in a minute. But do you really believe doctors don't know about this, or they're just simply turning a blind eye? I think that's a very good question, and I'm not sure that my answer is going to be a hundred percent. But my, you asked my opinion, yeah, and. I do believe that they are so locked in. If if people read the chapter by Dr. Bert Berkson in my in my book in Honest Medicine, mm-hmm. he talks about that doctors are trained and not educated. Yep, chapter this is four. huge. Yep. This is this is huge. Chapter four. You're absolutely right. Um, it's huge because what he said is, you know, this is a man who got his PhD in microbiology before he went to what he calls MD school, you know, medical mm-hmm. school. And he said, when I was in PhD, you know, getting my PhD, the the professors were so they were like, oh, if you disagree with us, tell us. If you have questions, ask them. So he was like a star PhD student and indeed you know just rolled through and got his phd when he decided to go to medical school he did the same thing he was a curious man raised his hand asked questions after the first class his one one of his professors took him aside and said you better quit that and he goes what do you mean quit that i'm having a good time yeah he's they said no 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 you don't understand your job is to just soak up what we give you and spit it back on tests. So mm. he learned his lesson and uh, never quite, you know, but because uh, he did have a hard time as his story that, that I tell in my book, you know, that that when he found the treatment that that worked so well for liver disease, uh, intravenous alpha lipoic acid, again, just like my Silverlawn story, you know, his superiors were not happy, you know, that he was able to to cure people who were who were uh I guess programmed to die. You know, they yeah. come in with mushroom poisoning. Their livers were failing. And this was when Dr. Berkson was an intern. And uh, he was told to follow them and just mark how they were going to die, you know, and present it at Grand Rounds. He couldn't do that. So he found this treatment through a friend of his at the NIH. He says, is there anything? He called this man, uh, Dr. Fred Barter, and he says, is there anything? 
that can regenerate failing organs, especially livers. Mm-hmm. And Fred Barter said, absolutely. And he, you know, I, I know it's a long story, so I'll shorten it. He said, "Do you would you like to try it? Dr. Bergson said, yes. He got some. It was sent by plane. He infused it into the patients. They started, re- their, their livers started to revive. They are still alive today. And his superiors were furious. Hmm. You did something you were not supposed to do. Don't you ever do it again. Are you passionate about nutrition and looking for a way to start sharing your knowledge with others through a respected credentialed education program? Then check out the Nutrition Therapy Association, NTA, at nutritionaltherapy.com. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants by emphasizing the bio-individuality and the wide range of dietary strategies that support overall wellness. The NTA encourages encourages local, whole, properly prepared, nutrient-dense foods as the key to restoring balance and enhancing the body's ability to heal. You can become a Nutritional Therapy Practitioner, NTP, in just nine months of 15 to 20 hours a week commitment, and it includes three multi-day hands-on workshops with live info sessions twice monthly. Registration is currently live through February the 6th, 2017, and financial aid is available at as well. Learn more by calling the NTA toll-free at 800-918-9798 and sign up now for the 10th annual NTA conference coming to Vancouver, Washington on March the 3rd through the 5th, 2017. Learn more about becoming an NTP at nutritionaltherapy.com. Are you looking for high-quality supplements to complement your healthy, low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic lifestyle? Well, look no more as I've teamed up with ketogenic practitioner and my Keto Talk podcast co-host, Dr. Adam Nally, to create the Keto Living line of supplements. Go to ketoliving.com to see our first two items available for you, the Keto Essentials Multivitamin and the Berberine Plus Blood Sugar Control Formula. Dr. Nally himself hand-selected the key nutrients included in the Keto Essentials multivitamin, including vitamin D, methylated folate for those with the MTHFR gene mutation, vitamin B12, CoQ10, and so much more. And if you are concerned about elevated blood sugar and cholesterol levels, then check out our customized product called Berberine Plus, which combines the anti-inflammatory power of berberine with therapeutic levels of chromium and bonoboli. And we're just getting started on the Keto Living brand of ketogenic-focused supplements in 2017, including the first-ever high-fat meal replacement powder to help you ditch those problematic protein powders coming soon. Go to ketoliving.com to get your hands on these exciting new supplements to enhance your ketogenic diet. Ketoliving.com And see, my brain goes to the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. And if, if these guys know that there's something as simple as intravenous alpha lipoic acid that can help a patient and they don't do it and they let them die. To me, that's that's horrible. And you bring up an excellent point, Jimmy, because people say to me, and you'll be proud of me, I always go, no, no, no. They say, well, they're afraid of lawsuits and that's why they're not interested. And I go, no, 
you know, especially with treatments like like the uh, ketogenic diet and low-dose naltrexone. Yeah. These are treatments, you know, they can't be sued. Do you know what I'm saying? They're afraid of their fellow doctors mm. blowing the whistle on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're afraid of stepping outside the box. One of the blockades to this whole discussion is the whole, and and I hate this phrase, but unfortunately doctors are abiding by it. It's the whole standard of care. They feel like Uh. they have to follow certain guidelines. For example, when someone has over 200 total cholesterol and they go to see their doctor, they have to prescribe them or at least try to prescribe them a statin medication, even though there's really no evidence that shows that it's that it has any efficacy at all. But that's what they're told, according to the standard of care to do. And so. Some of these things that you put in your book and all of all of these things that you put in your book are anywhere near the standard of care. And so, like you said earlier, doctors are following basically the protocol uh, that they that they learned. And is it starting in medical school? Is that where they're getting this and they just never add to it after med school? Yeah, I think I think so. And it gets really worse because, as you know, I mean, for instance, you mentioned the statin drugs. Well, who do you think was on that panel at the FDA? You know, it's the makers of the statin drugs. And the same thing has to do with the uh, clinical trials that are done. You know, all of these expensive clinical trials that are treatments that, you know, are so inexpensive, people wouldn't even be interested in doing them. They're funded by the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. So it's it's. It's kind of a done deal, and uh, the standard of care is, is is not very good, and people are starting to question it, which is making me a happy, happy person. <laughs> well, we can thank the internet for that, because the internet has definitely opened the eyes of a lot of people. This show would not exist if it wasn't for the internet, so I'm very grateful that the internet's out there. Now, you can't always believe everything you see on the internet, but definitely uh, sites like yours, podcasts like mine, and, and people out there that are truly trying to be patient advocates advocates the message is getting out and so uh we're gonna keep doing our thing right (laughs) Uh, we are gonna keep doing our thing and you know what you just i love how you're kind of leading in to uh to a point that i want to make and the point is so many sub subheadings in my book in honest medicine say thank goodness for the internet yes and you know what (laughs) did you notice that i noticed that yep because people are so grateful they were being given answers that were so out of whack. And, you know, when you get to the ketogenic diet and low-dose naltrexone, the treatments that are given for people instead of these two are very toxic, very expensive, and very dangerous. Mm. And so they're so thankful for the Internet, and uh, so am I. Well, we've danced all around the four. Let me go ahead and just say them out loud in case people have missed them. Silver Lawn, intravenous alpha-lipoic acid, the ketogenic diet, and low-dose naltrexone. Now, what made you uh, choose these four? Did they hit diseases that are hitting, uh, I guess, chronic diseases that are hitting a lot of people uh, that would be interested in finding alternative treatments? You know, that was the upshot. That's what ended up happening, you know, that, that, but, but I wasn't so smart. 
Um, what I really, I know, what I really did was I decided, okay, I know doctors, you know, having been, having been, you know, with them for 15 years with my, you know, with my husband, they will be very, very skeptical. And so will most readers because of it. So I set the bar so high. These treatments had to have been around for at least 20 years, if not more. They had to be used, have been used and be and and are used by thousands and thousands of people. They had to have doctors who were advocating for them and patients. Here is the big one. Patients who, because they're so happy that they found them, are out there advocating for them and, you know, educating people. And they have to be inexpensive because God knows I went broke, you know, finding things, trying them, you know, mm-hmm. for, for my husband. They had to be inexpensive and they had to be non-toxic and effective. So I set the bar so high. Now, ironically, I had learned about all of these treatments. I didn't see to put them together until thinking about this book and how the the high bar I had set. Yeah. But as I told you when we first started talking, I had come across the ketogenic diet um, when my husband was first sick. You know why? Because he was having seizures, brain yeah. tumor, yeah. right? And also because it was cancer. So what, you know, cancer cells love sugar. So, of course, I bumped into the ketogenic diet and was fascinated, but, you know, did a lot of research, but just kept it and used it. You know, the other thing was, now this is funny, I went to, I, I was, I, I went to a group a lot for, for it was called NOAA, Nutrition for Optimal uh, Health Association. Now it's called American Nutrition Association here in Illinois. And who do you think spoke there years ago? go Dr. Bert Berkson so that was in the back of my mind although I didn't at that point know Dr. Berkson um, low dose naltrexone I just started hearing about it because I was active I became really active you know on the internet and all of that and I just started hearing about it and also there was something I almost forgot to tell you that's that's the strike that yeah because while Tim was having you know I told you he had a recurrence right and he had the uh, second surgery right after that a man who became a dear friend his name was Dennis Roth he called me he was one of the few people every night I was in the hospital crying you know the Tim wasn't healing his skin wasn't healing and he called me he would call me up and one day he said there is this man named Dr. Bahari and he used the words he's the real deal You've got to get a consultation with him, you know, because one of the things that Dr. Bahari had success with, with low-dose naltrexone, was cancer. So, I called Dr. Bahari. I got a consultation with him, and I began to learn then about its use for autoimmune diseases as well. Mm-hmm. So, I put that. So, I had learned all about these treatments, but never thought to put them together. Does that make? Yeah. So you'd been basically researching, writing about, studying for years before you even did this book. And then finally, it was like all the pieces came together and it just was the aha moment. Honest medicine. We got to write this book. And you're going to love this. A lot of people told me this is never going to work, putting together treatments, you know, that that really are not for the same disease. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I said, but there's a theme. It is inexpensive treatments that are effective, that have been around for a long time, that people should know about and that doctors don't want to know about. And I got to tell them. And probably were used uh, 
prior to the advent of medications that now treat said diseases? Oh, yeah. You know, for instance, the ketogenic diet, my God, that was the standard of care. You used yes. the word standard of care in uh, in places like the uh, Mayo Clinic right. and Johns Hopkins from the 1920s on. For diabetes, epilepsy, on and on. Yes. And guess when it went out of favor? It never stopped being used, but it went out of favor when uh, Dilantin. Yeah, no, Dilantin was uh, the anti-seizure medication mm-hmm. was uh, patented in, the in late 19- 30s. Yeah. Yes, 1938. You yep. got it. And then after that, everybody was racing to find other anti-seizure medications and of course and in the, the diabetes di- realm it was when insulin was discovered as well. So kind of all these discoveries in the medical uh, world came along. Oh, this is the new and uh, latest and greatest thing. We can stop eating low carb and Go to this and cover the carbs with this insulin. And yeah, it just, uh, it's sad. Uh, I keep saying, oh, you know, it's just so sad because it does not make sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. You remember you said about first do no harm? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense, Jimmy. But it does if you look at the underbelly of the of the medical establishment. Well, the beautiful thing is all these old, what's old is new again. And so we're seeing it come back around uh, thanks to books like yours and thanks to the work that you're doing, uh, you know, with your website and all, all the work that you're doing through your book and educating people and getting to go and talk at conferences. Uh, I saw your video, uh, very entertaining lecture. We'll put the link to that in the show notes section at the live and low carb But definitely go check her out at honestmedicine.com and pick up your copy of Honest Medicine, her name Julia Shopik. But before we go, I wanted to read a part of uh, your book in page 254 that I thought really wrapped up the whole concept of what you're trying to communicate here. You said, if I had to put my advice into three simple words, they would be follow your gut. Only you can know if your doctor's way is not working. Start looking sooner rather than later before your disease progresses, before the toxic drugs you are taking cause side effects that become permanent. Oh, we need that now more than ever. So thank you, Julia. And thanks so much for being here today on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Oh, Jimmy, I have enjoyed it so, so much. I can't wait. By the way, when the link is up to it, I am going to to link to it all over Facebook. Facebook is my thing. So I will be doing that. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I've enjoyed it. As you know, I've admired you for a long time. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Coming up next time on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll have Victoria Adelis here talking about the brand new Quest Keto products. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Disc of Light.